0: Greetings and salutations from the hill Turn podcast. It is I once again Devin Crimes Jr. bringing you a review of the last episode of NXT before this weekend's standing delivered Saturday all in WrestleMania weekend. So let's kick off the show. Imperium will come out doing their entrance, arms behind their back, you know what it's like. And it's funny because next thing you know, you see Gunther just getting blasted out of the screen. And it's the funniest thing because the way he just looks in the shot, it's almost like a big sign or something getting knocked over. <laughs> like, it looked like it was an accident <laughs> at first. But it was LA Knight that shoved him. And MSK was also tagging with him to take on Imperium in this match. They would fight from the entrance all the way to the ring. That's when the match finally got started. And it was... You're wear you down type of tag team match where it's not as fast paced which i wasn't expecting with the people that's in this match and gunther would try to cheat and la knight would fight him all the way towards the back and that would leave imperium to take the victory over msk and as imperium was going up the ramp they were met by the creed brothers who are also in the tag team triple threat match at stand and deliver so that pretty much shows you where all three of them are going in terms of like their <laughs> mindsets, in terms of going into that attack, that, that triple threat tag team match. Though so this opening segment, this opening match, it was good. It, it started off with some energy. So it was solid, solid opener for the show. We'll go from that to Kaylee Ray and Neil Shirai. giving a promo slash package, it was pretty much a mix of it all. Given why they declined to take on the tag team champions and just go ahead and add themselves to the NXT Women's Championship match. And it was your standard motivation, you know, especially when they're trying to be friends during it, which we'll see how that plays. And, you know, they say the, may the best woman win. We'll see. I'm not trying to instigate and say somebody's going to turn on somebody, but that's usually how these friendships go in WWE. So we'll see how that in terms of those, to how that plays out for them, go to a break and we get Dakota Kai looking for Wendy Chu and she can't find her. She found her like pajama snack stuff, and she wasn't there. Nobody knows she was. So that's there's there's that that little seed right there. We'll go back to later. And I mentioned the break because. I like the transition that they did where they actually promote the match that's coming up next after the break, which was going to be Ivy Now taking on Tiffany Stratton. But like I said, they go to break and then they come back. They did give us a segment with Dakota Kai. That's fine. But then we finally get into the match. Like it wasn't a thing where Ivy Now came out. They put, you know, camera on her coming up next. Now we got to wait till a commercial, come back, then the Dakota Kai segment, and then Tiffany Stratton's coming out. It's too much back and forth where like you were like, all right, look, pay attention to this with Dakota Kai. Boom. Now move on to the match. My intention is not in all over the place. Just throwing that out there. Ivy now taking on Tiffany Stratton. This match, it was short. It wasn't much to really grab from in it. Besides, I'll say when the match did slow down, the grappling was just a bit kind of wonky, you know, in terms of like those roll-up pins and counter pins. But when it was fast, it was nice until there was smoke that came up from the ramp. And, you know, on commentary, like, what is going on? Oh my God. And I'm like, it literally happened like two weeks ago. <laughs> like, we know what exactly is about to happen. And it's Saray coming to distract Tiffany Stratton, which worked. Because as Tiffany Stratton was trying to put Ivy now into a carry, like a fireman's carry, I mean, I was able to counter that into her behind-the-back headlock choke. I don't know what they call it. But it's a nice move, and it was a nice transition into it. And that got her the victory. And like I said, it wasn't really much to pull from in it. It was really not that long of a match. Tommaso Ciampa will be backstage in his good old chair that he sits in when he cuts promos. I'm not complaining. Just his good old little chair. And it was a solid, solid promo And I like the detail towards the end where instead of him kicking the chair like he usually does. He just gently just picked it up and folded it and put it against the wall. Like the gentleman he is. Props to him, man. And the chair reviewed as he left the screen. The date of when he debuted in NXT. And also now the dates of maybe his last day in NXT. We shall see. But it was a nice touch towards the end. Especially with him changing it up and just folding it up, you know, like a human being and just putting it against the wall. Normal citizen right there. So, like I said solid. I like the detail at the end. I like how he's just constantly telling you guys like this will be my last story here in NXT. How will it be how will it be written? Get a video another video slash package promo from Dolph Ziggler, the NXT champion. And I got to say, the package did his job in terms of me trying to believe that he may retain this Saturday. You know, he was giving all his accolades, and he has a pretty thorough career. World Heavyweight Champion, IC Champion. I'm not going to go through all of it. You know, you know. You can search Dolph Ziggler. The man is a made man out there. Great veteran in WWE. And I know they haven't had that many because it's really fairly recent, but... Fairly recently, like in this NXT 2.0 phase, these main roster like crossovers with their talent in NXT. This has to be the best way they've done it. Where they've gotten a lot out of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the Dirty Dogs, in this whole thing. And I like how it's first, you know, it was this and now it was that. And then it's all cumulating into their match at Standard Deliver. So I can't complain. Like I said, we've had AJ Styles come down. We've Mysterio Dominic, but that really wasn't anything. And now this. So it set the bar pretty in a decent spot for these future main roster NXT crossovers that they they plan to have. Legato Del Fantasma will take on Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen in the tag team match. And you know what? The beginning and the end of this match, and one little spot in between is what made it for me. Because it started off, like, their styles, there's, like, everything about this match, it all fit in terms of, like, the competitors, where you have Legato, del at times, but they're, like, they're, you know, obviously smaller, the quicker. And with the other team, they're bigger, so it's, like, the offense made sense, where, like, if the match was slow, it's because the bigger guys have are pretty much the majority offense, and if the match is fast, it's mostly the smaller guys that are either doing quick offense or, like, just boom, boom, quick, you know, get in and out. So it all made sense. Towards the end, Josh Briggs was about to get hit from a splash from Royal Mendoza. And as he was about to land, he caught him by the throat, like, Undertaker style. And, like, it was cool to see, but it felt weird because it's like, why are you doing this right now? You know, it's just like he didn't give me that impression earlier that he would pull out something like that. And it was a cool little spot. And he chokeslammed him, and they would hit him with a high and low attack. And that would get them to win. But that was a big spot, like, right there. And also, Joaquin Wild did this flagpole elbow drop in the match. And it was pretty cool. And I know it sounds weird to describe it this way, but it felt like a transition move. Like, he would use that move to transition into a break. You know, I could just see it like, oh, okay, he's about to do it, boom, because it's not really, you know, obviously something I would do and then roll somebody in the ring like they did. But in the future, you know, we see him in a match. I could see that being that mood that would be, you know, how everybody has, like, their suicide dies, that leads into a break. I'm saying that could be his, and it's different. You don't really see people doing a flag pole pose on the ring pose so that leads into an elbow drop. It was smooth. I had to throw it in there that was that one moment in the middle That made it, like I said, they started off strong and it ended strong. So that was a really actually solid, underrated match. I didn't think I was going to get that much out of it, but I did. Cameron Grimes gives a promo leading into his last match for the qualifying match for the NXT North American Championship. And I was already put over that he would possibly come out of this. But this promo definitely helped put me over even more for it. (laughs) I actually really liked the touch towards the end. Where he said at standing Deliver, it's all about him trying to deliver his promise to his dad. And I thought that was cool. Being able to link your motivations directly to the event that's going on. Nice touch. So, like I said, that was it was solid and it helped me further my prediction, strengthen my prediction, and him winning. So we will see how that goes. Toxic Attraction will come out, get their promo. And Mandy Rose, like, she saying some cool stuff, but it comes out just really robotically. And I really don't really feel much from it. Like, I get what you're saying is cool. I get what you're trying to say. But the delivery is just like, you know, she tries to do some highs and lows, but it just don't work. It's still kind of flat. That's just how it's coming towards me. I didn't have a problem with what was actually in it. It was just the way it came across. And... Toxic Attraction would just brag about like how they pretty much own like the whole tag team division. Like there's nobody left to even take them on because Wendy Chu will not be in Dakota Dakota Kai's corner, implying that they're the reason why she's not there. And that would bring out Dakota Kai. She got jumped because obviously it's three on one, but this would bring out Raquel Gonzalez to come to the rescue of her former friend, and they hugged it out. So I guess they're cool now. You know, they went their separate ways for a minute. Got their lives figured out, I think. in that turns of to them, too. And now they will team up to take on the NXT uh, tag Women's Tag Team Champions in toxic attraction at Stand to Deliver. And I did not see this coming. And it's just weird how, like, they, they kind of brought Wendy Chu along, like, throughout the tournament with Dakota Kai just for, like, to get to the culmination of it at Stand Deliver and just take her out. I don't know if they're planning to kind of try to reinvent her after standing the liver. I'm only going to say that because of the way her stuff was, like, left behind. Where it's like, you know, where is she here? We know she was here, but where is she? Which I know that sounds horrible, like if somebody did take somebody like that. But I just thought that imagery was trying to foreshadow that these were the seeds of her leaving that gimmick in the past. Which I hope because I really just feel like it's going to hold her back eventually. I feel like in the ring work was perfect, but that gimmick will probably put a really speed bump into her really trying to get to that next level. I'm hoping that'll be that transition after standing the Or she may pop up there with the new gimmick. But we'll see. Bodie Hayward will take on Von Wagner. And I'm going to also put in there that Jacket Time was on commentary. It will make sense in the end. This match, it had potential, but I just don't really get excited for Von Wagner. I don't know why. He did get some new music that could help. Maybe it's just the presentation just isn't like where it needs to be. But I will say, out of this match, when I said it had potential, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like incredible. Like I won't say like you know what, you know what, this match really changed my mind on Von Wagner because it didn't. It did, however, impress me with Bodie Hayward. I'm open respect on that man's name. I know a few reviews ago I was saying he was some dude that got punched in the eye and he started crying, whatever. But he wasn't that dude today. He actually showed out in terms of like when he had his spots, like he had the right energy and he delivered what, like he, you could see his like things going, like his potential there for him. So I'm excited to see him, like, in future matches now that he's no longer the guy who got punched in the face and I thought he was crying and blah, 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 blah. No, the guy's got a future. So Von Wagner would actually get the win in a match where, like, I could have seen Bodie Hayward get the victory. That's what's crazy. And Jacket time would get it, just pretty much attacked by Von Wagner. He would, They had a commentary table, and he just took them from out of there, threw them in the ring, ripped up the jacket and everything and just it was i guess you gotta get that heat however you can get it they were booing but <laughs> it was just kind of messed up the to bring them out for commentary just for them to get beat up at the end and rip the jacket and all that but like i said maybe that was the whole point it was other nonsense in that match but i'm not even gonna go into it because it was Marvel like Easter eggs in that match. we'll see if they ever come out to anything after that, and especially talking about coming out of anything after Draco Anthony will take on Joe Gacy. And I really want to care about Draco Anthony and like what he's doing, but like they're not giving me a lot, you know. And the only way I can see some type of enhancement to this is they focus a lot on him working out at the gym, and how, like, he's there before everybody else. He's there so early. He never leaves, you know. And that's where he gets his peace. And I understand that, you know, the gym is a good place to, you know, release, you know, what's going on, and, you know, improve yourself. I get that. And it should be more embedded into his actual in-rate performance, and that's really into his character. Not just something that he does, but something that he is. Where... He may be more overly confident because he just knows he's been in the gym or, you know, he knows like while you were asleep, he was just leaving in the gym because he's been there so long. You know, it's just and I feel like it would help in terms of just showing him there and then he come and lose. You know, he could still possibly lose, but you would be like, you know, he's losing because he's overconfident in his abilities because he feels that he trains and trains. That'll get him somewhere. But no, it's experience that'll take you over. See, look at that. Somebody should listen to that, you know. It's just <laughs> But that's what I got from this. But I didn't get it from the match. The match was bland. It was just they tried to do like a mind game things with Joe Gacy, but it just don't work. Cause all he's been doing is calling the dude and coming where he's where he's working out. It's not like he's been terrorizing his life to a point where I'm like, man, you should be scared of him. No, he's just creepy. Which that's his point but like in the story it's not like working where like he can play mind games to get over Joe gacy would win this match and like i said i get that whole spill of what they could do but they didn't at least so far and i don't know what it does for joe gacy honestly it doesn't really make me like think oh yeah he really should be up in line to get that you know north american championship no it was just a win over somebody that's up and coming but the way that a person's up and coming doesn't make it impressive on both ends, so it really did nothing for me, and I'm glad it happened on this type of episode, and it didn't happen like at a standard delivery because it did not deserve to be in something like that. Ron Breaker would give his promo package, promo package. That's what I'm gonna call him because it's pretty much you get a video package, but it's promo, with it's highlights and all that good stuff. And this is the first time I think that they've acknowledged that he's a Steiner, because they you know said that. His father was gonna be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Maybe that's why. They just couldn't really bring him out just yet. Which he didn't need to. Like obviously look how far he's gotten just on his own Braun Breaker name. They would obviously make just subtle references to it. But this was the first time they actually flat out said it. So just keep that noted. Going into this WrestleMania weekend with the Hall of Fame and Standard Deliver. Just keep it noted. And his promo was just NXT's my life. Doll Ziggler, this is just, you know, whatever to him. Like, it's just that thing of, like, you know, I'm the guy that's always here. He's not always here. That's why I should be champion. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, that's it. But I'm okay because am still looking forward to the match. Because I like Braun Berger's in-ring performance. His energy and Doll Ziggler, everything he's brought into this, is really going to take this over. So, solid, solid, solid. Like I said, keep the whole... Standard thing noted. See what happens at standard deliver. Would then get Nikita Lyons back on television. She took on Sloan Sloan Jacobs. Took me a minute 'cause they both. It just. I don't know who would put that together as a name. I don't know how they get these names. They put them in a hat or something, shake it up, and like, all right, Stallone Jacobs. There you go. And they just like put it on a little name tag. My name is. That's probably not how it goes. But it's only interesting, don't it? But uh of lions, man, she... There is something there because she has, like, energy where, like... You could tell the crowd wants to get behind her, and they can. And, like, she can even, like, kind of, like, if it gets, like, a little dead in the mess, like, Hey, you know, come on. You know, like, she getting kind of right with the right with the crowd. Like, rock with the crowd in a way. Which is nice. Which she'll need in terms of how they want to build her into this dominant... Person you can get behind, which I think they'll get there because she definitely has the tools to get to it. This wasn't even a quick. This was wasn't even. This was a pretty quick match. It wasn't even too long. It was actually quick, quicker than her first debut match was, which makes sense. It doesn't need to be that long, especially if, if you're trying to portray her in this person that's like you know dominant and just taking out everybody. You don't really need her to be exhausted in over five minute matches. And that was it really she got the victory with the leg drop split pin if you want to call it that which pretty much that is what it is but it should have something obviously they're going to give it some type of name in the future she would get interrupted by a legend on the mini screen because i'm not going to call that thing a titan trine and she just said you know you may be all right but you're not like me 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 it's not like me when i'm talking to Isaiah. <laughs> but. I don't know when they're gonna actually have the actual matches, hopefully they don't have another Maury Jerry Springer type of meeting. And the crowd obviously showed that they know who to boo for in this and who they know who to cheer for. So there's no confusion there. So I don't know when they'll they'll add even more to this feud or they just let them go at it after standard deliver. We shall see. And we will finally get to our main event of the evening. In the last qualifying match for the North American Championship Ladder Match. Match, 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 match. That's all I heard when I said that. But it would consist of A-Kid taking on Roger Strong. Also taking on Cameron Grimes. And this match was 150 miles per hour from the get-go. And I don't even know if that's a safe speed. But that's where they went. It was just grapple, grapple. I grapple you. No, I grapple you. No, I counter you. No, no, I got you. No, I get a pin. I get a pin. It was... Their styles matched up well because everybody was pretty much the same size, same speed, grappling ability, sort of. It was nice that every, every man got a good chance to shine and show why he should be the one that'll go on. And that's what you would want out of this match. That's what you would want out of the main event, something strong like that. It was an exhausting match in terms of like how the action was, like, and that's a good thing. We got to a crazy back and forth finish and Cameron Grimes will be the one that will be lastly added to the North American ladder match at Standard Deliver. And my prediction was right. And I only predicted because he had the most sense in terms of being the last one in there. Where like you don't you I you don't want to take away from like AK to Roger Strong, like I can see them in there, but just not over if Cameron Grimes is also in the conversation. And just the story he has going into it is a bit stronger than, you know, anybody else really didn't have most motivations going into it. So he made perfect sense to be in there. Like, I'm not saying he'll win it all, but he'll obviously make a big splash in there. That's why he's going to be in it now over those two. And everybody that's going to be in that match came out. Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, everybody. You have Carmelo Hayes on commentary. So everybody in that match is just here because why not? They don't want to make everybody anybody look too strong or too weak. So let's just bring everybody in and everybody just fight and that's it. So I actually can't complain with that ending because it's, like I said, it didn't focus on just one person. It's like everybody, obviously going to be every man for itself. That's how it ended. That's how it'll pick up on Saturday. So solid. Solid beginning. With the first tag team match in a solid main event. with The triple threat match. And in the middle, it wasn't... It hasn't been as bogged down with those like pre-recorded segments that I can't stand. It had some little hiccups in the middle. But it wasn't like stuff that'll really take down the show. So for this go-home show for Standard and Deliver of NXT. Man, I'm gonna give it an A. Not a plus, but an A. It was really good. It was actually it set up every match it needed to set up and it gave future seeds for other feuds that will continue after standing delivers uh, come past so it's solid like I said it wasn't too many too many bogged down things in it like it usually would have I'll catch you guys what it'll be Friday Friday? I'll catch you guys when you catch me put it that way you come for me I come for you that's how we living out here it's been Devin Crimes from the Hill Turn Podcast I am signing out and going to bed Bye Peace out Bye bye Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast Check us out on iTunes and Spotify Every Saturday for more wrestling news And to be a part of the conversation Make sure to follow us on Instagram At the Heel Turn Podcast And on Twitter Underscore the heel turn.